welcome to the Ease of Business podcast for the enlightened entrepreneur, hosted by Lisa Shermerhorn and Celeste Hartwell. Here is where we help disruptors gain clarity on how to make a bigger impact while living a life of abundance through reading amazing books that have helped us in business. Thanks so much for joining us and let's get into it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Ease of Business podcast. My name is Celeste Hartwell, and I have the amazing, beautiful Lisa Schirmerhorn with me. Good evening, Lisa. Good evening, and thank you. I always love this. I look forward to this every month. It's so much fun. It is a lot of fun. So tonight is really fun because it's the month of Valentine's Day. It's the month of love. And so we're talking about the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. I love it. So everybody watching us on YouTube can see the copy of the book that Lisa's holding up. Um, And this book is by Gary Chapman and Dr. Paul White. And if you're familiar with anything else with Gary Chapman, uh, he also wrote the five leveling, which was a really brilliant book for me but Lisa this was your suggestion which I think was beautiful and really profound for the month of February so I'd love to hear like what were your big takeaways and like how did you I mean I feel like we can talk a lot for this but I'm curious you know to start jump us off well I I read the book um the five love languages years ago and I found it so profound because one of the things that I discovered was that I was um, my 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 ex husband was an acts of service guy, and um, and for me I'm more about words of affirmation, and so he would be changing my oil and, and my car and doing all these wonderful things that I just thought he liked doing them, like because my language was different than his. I just thought he liked doing all that stuff around the house, but that was the way he showed love. And it didn't come up until much later on because, uh, you know, I was, our languages were so different and I realized how profound that was in a relationship. And then when I saw the five, the five languages of appreciation in the workplace, I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is really important. And what's interesting is I'm good friends with a fellow, um, who he buy helps people buys and sells ins and he does these workshops all the time and i was telling him about this book and he said do you realize that all of my clients or the majority of them are couples and they work together he said this is really going to be important information for people who literally work together and live together almost 24 hours a day So I did this workshop for them and they just loved it. And Mm. uh, there's so much information to learn and to know about the individuals um, who you work with. Even if you're an, an entrepreneur and you only have a few people or you have a large company, I think it's really important to know what people's language is so that that you know how best to retain them. I was reading in the book, and I'm sure it's a lot more than this because um, they, they talk about the great resignation, but they were talking about how job satisfaction 
Uh, lack of job satisfaction costs over $5 trillion to businesses in the workplace because it's of attrition. Wild. Yeah. 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 And how many times and, do you find work people... performance too, right? Like people yeah. not being really engaged in their work makes it so that they're just not as efficient as they could be. And, and it's not about the money because right. if someone is working and they don't feel appreciated, they don't feel like their work is being acknowledged, um, they'll leave. It's more important than the money, which was also surprising. There are people who will take less money for a job when they feel appreciated. Or to feel like they're part of something, like building something. There was also like purpose in that. And yeah, this book was really fascinating to me. I'm so grateful that you brought it up because it was so interesting to A, revisit the five love languages. So for any listeners who are not familiar with five love languages, they are acts of service where somebody does something for other people. Um, and sometimes we think that that's the way that the, you know, we accept love. We like people to do things to us. And so in the example of Lisa, your husband, um, you know, clearly thought that that was how he showed love for you. And it actually wasn't your love language, but it was clearly his, like it was likely his, I should say, not clearly, but likely his. And so, so there's acts of service. There's words of affirmation, as you had mentioned, Lisa, which is like, you're doing amazing. Oh my God, you look great. You're, you know, I really appreciate your work on this. There is, um, yeah, quality wrong. time. Yes, quality time where we're like spending time with people. We're really present. There's touch, physical touch, which they talk about how that can be a little bit key in the workplace. And yeah. then what was the tangible gifts? Tangible Thank gifts. Yep, but when we get to, yeah, I'm sorry. But when we get to the physical touch, that is a real problem in the workplace because you have to be very, very careful. If you're a touchy feely person, even like I see clients one on one in my office and I'm a hugger. Yeah. I love to hug. And so I have had to learn to ask, would you like a hug? I always have to ask permission. Yeah. And, and, yeah, not even, I don't know if it's permission necessarily. It can be perceived as permission, but just like respectfulness, right? Like just respecting person. I know that I grew up very touchy-feely as well. And I have a particular friend um, since I was in high school who does not want to be touched. And for a long time, like I demonized that. Like that's weird. Like how, why don't you want to like just touch and now I'm like, God, I wish I wouldn't have given her so much crap. That's just not her thing. Like, it's clearly like acts of service, words of affirmation. You know, there's other things for her that are really, really important. Uh, and and I loved how in this book they go deeper into not only is there an assessment that Gary Chapman and Dr. Paul have created for people to be able to go into, but then like deeper with with employees or people around us and being like okay so if it's tangible gifts what do they like right like going a little bit deeper into okay so maybe it's tickets to a game like their favorite team instead of some corporate branded stuff that they had left over from a trade show right no it's exactly everything has to have meaning 
If you're just doing it for a gratuitous reason, it's not going to come off. Uh, don't, if someone who likes, you know, gifts, uh, don't give them a mug, you know, find out, you want to find out what their favorite band is. What kind of music do they like? Do they like to certain types of restaurants? So as a reward for doing a good job, you can give someone, you know, a gift certificate for a restaurant or if someone likes massages, it, it, you know, asking and then the reward of feeling appreciated. Oh, you know, they remembered me. Wow. Yep. None of they yep. asked and then they thought enough to give me this kind of a gift. And that's the part that's really important. Like with quality time, they talk about you. If, if you walk into someone's office and they're really busy and you come in to ask a question and the boss is sitting down, they're typing and they're multitasking and you're trying to have a conversation with someone, especially someone who, who that's really important to, you're going to really upset them. You need to stop what you're doing, look them in the eye, give them their, your full attention so that they feel that they are seen and heard. I Where's, that is so true. And sorry, it feels like maybe my Wi-Fi is shoddy. So I apologize for that. I don't know how to fix that. Yeah, there's but, a delay. Yeah, that's so interesting. Uh, so the other thing that I really enjoyed about this too was that they were so clear about only do you know anything of appreciation if it is genuine. If it is authentic, like only, only do it if you mean it, right? Like again, like the intentionality behind it and really making sure that it's not coming off as, well, I'm going to, you know, give a gift or do something of appreciation for my employee just to like get them to work harder, right? Like people can feel whether this is genuine or not. And so I loved how that was like threaded throughout the entire book. Well, what's was funny with acts of service is that for someone who it's important for acts of service, if you ask someone to do something for you, you know, if you're going to do something for someone, you have to do it the way they want it done. You can't just go in there and do it and say, hey, I helped. You have to go in there and say, how, how do you want this done and do it the way they want? Otherwise, don't bother because you're just going to piss them off. Right. And and, and, yeah. and to also have them like be clear about what your boundaries are for time in order to be able to help someone else. Right. Like not just saying, sure, I can help you with that. And then falling off and not having the time to actually complete the project. Right. Not being clear about boundaries and what you can actually help with in the beginning. Yeah, we, I had a, in part of the talk that I did with the innkeepers, it was really interesting because there was one couple and she was an acts of service person. And um, the other thing is, is that her husband came in and did this huge project for her, but didn't do it exactly the way she, she wanted it, but he didn't ask. And so we had to have a conversation about her not criticizing him because you want him to want to do that again. So there's a balance there too, yep. because he had to learn to ask what she wanted and she had to learn to bite her tongue. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure. And I think, yeah, I can't imagine having a couple relationship and stuff like that. That would that would add more intricacies to the relationship and the dynamic for sure. That is, it's it's fascinating. The physical touch thing I thought was interesting when they brought it up, and of course they were very tentative about it, and they did include it because it is a language of love and appreciation. But I loved that they were like, you know, depending on the person, depending on the relationship, like you had mentioned, Lisa, like asking, is it okay if I hug you or a high five, right? Like an apple bump, a fist pump, like something. Um, maybe that person does like to like have a hand on the shoulder in a non-sexual way. Um, but just to, like really knowing that person well enough, I think caring about that relationship deeply enough uh in order to be able to give that and then what i really like too is that they talked about how different and languages of appreciation can shift with what's going on in someone's life right like if there's a family illness if there's a catastrophic event happening maybe all of a sudden like their their language of appreciation was words of affirmation um but now like bringing food tangible gifts you know acts of service in the in a crisis can actually cement a relationship even further and really out uh cohesiveness of the team as well it's funny because one of the things that that had come up when i was talking about this to other people is also be aware if you're a visitor to you know a, a certain city or whatever there's certain cultures where you don't touch either. They're not huggy. Like I lived in the Boston area for years and people would freeze up because I was such a hugger and people I found for the most part, that's not everyone, but there are a lot of people who are not, you know, very into physical touch. So I had to learn to kind of back off. And uh, whereas maybe down South, you have to expect a hug everywhere you go. So um, you want to be aware of your geography. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. I think that's such a great point. And then just realizing that everybody grows up differently, right? Like everyone has a different relationship with physical touch. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, starting out where they talk about words of affirmation. It's not about just, hey, you did a good job. You want to be really specific. Like, hey, I love the way you worked on that project. You were really optimistic and you're, you know, you're very outgoing. And I like that way how you engaged people. Or in other words, if you have someone who's an introvert, say, hey, you know what? I love the way you observe because when you finally do speak up or when you finally take action, that's a wow. And, and so saying things like that where you get specific. Don't throw out gratuitous information, you know, or comments to people because they are not, people can tell when it's not genuine. Yeah, I love that you're making that point because it's so true. Like we need to, again, have more intention. And like, I I appreciate when you X, Y, Z because it's xyz right like because it helped me out it did this it did that like in really giving solid feedback instead of thanks you know <laughs> like 
No, it's true. And then, and then on the second one with quality time, part of that is also being aware of people's emotions, um, their feelings, um, be observant with body language, pay attention. If you're, if you're talking to someone and you see that they're, you know, emotional or they're starting to get upset, it's, it's important to be aware of people. Um, and that's with anyone anyway, but we get so busy at work and we, we kind of take the emotion out of it, but we are humans and we're mm -hmm. human beings and we need to be treated as such. When you take the humanity out at work, then you leave people really unhappy. Yeah. I mean, I'll say for myself, like, I know going back, like when I went through a really rough time in my early twenties and my first corporate position, you know, I was going through this and I did not have a lot of money. My coworkers rallied around me, right? Really like made sure that we were ordering in food on Fridays that I would take the leftovers home so that I have to spend any extra money, right? Like it is about the relationships. And so I've often said like, I loved the people that I worked with in corporate. They were my family, like more time with them than I did anyone else. Right now, being an entrepreneur, it's a little bit different, but I still think that this is valuable information for when we're hiring in teams, when we're running volunteer events and we're managing volunteers, like no matter what it looks like, even if it's just a contractor on Fiverr, et cetera, like it's, making sure giving appreciation in the way that people really uh appreciate that people really feel taught and understand that it's genuine and also cultivating that relationship making that relationship deeper and yeah we can't touch each other through the computer a lot of us are very remote right now but just you know uh doing what we can in other ways but you know, it can also be used when you're an entrepreneur, especially a solopreneur, is with your clients. Right. Acknowledging them. You know, as a coach, that's like, that's our number one thing is to acknowledge them. And so to add this in there, and you know what, I, I kind of forgot about this for clients, you know, just talking about it now is really figuring out what, how they want to communicate and what is meaningful to them um, is really, really important. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, it's so funny. It does feel like as a coach, it's like my number one job is to let like, be pumping them up and making them, you know, see their brilliance, right? And, and a lot of the times that I do that is with words of affirmation, because that's a lot of the coach relationship, but also knowing how people maybe like, Maybe they do need quality time and they need a little bit more time on coaching calls or whatnot, you know, and just really feeling it's appropriate with your specific boundaries as well around your work. Exactly, exactly. But um, no, this this book was really important to me um, and uh, I still love it. And, and it's always nice to revisit it. And it's one of those books that you can just open it up to any page and get golden nuggets out of it. Um, I always like books like that where you can just open a chapter and, and just, you know, get so much out of it. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm curious. Do you have any idea what your love language is? Oh, I know. My love languages are quality time and acts of service. Mm -hmm. So like when someone offers to do something for me, I love that. And 
um, quality time. I was always, and I look back at my corporate career, you know, I did not know anything about the love languages or languages of appreciation in that moment, but I was always a social butterfly, talking to everyone, spending time with people, getting to know them, like, and all of that. And maybe I was pestering <laughs> for some people, but I, to me, the relationships were always very, very important. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, words of affirmation and acts of service. I have to say it's it's been really interesting for me because having lived um, alone for a number of years, and then I have a friend of mine who's moved in because she's in transition. She sold her place, and she is an acts of service person. Mm. And to wake up in the morning and have someone have a smoothie out for you for breakfast, or you know, just really looking out and always checking in on me. It's just it warms my heart so much. And when you've been away from it for so long, it's like, I didn't realize how much I craved it and, you know, how much it's really, you know, we're very aware of what's important to us. Um, so it works really well. And we were both laughing because I said, when she finally finds land and uh, moves out, I'm going to be really depressed. <laughs> It'll be an adjustment. It sounds like it's nice it to have is. someone super thoughtful and like thinking of you and, you know, just valuing the relationship. I think that's the other thing about this book is like the realization of our work relationships are just as important as our personal relationships. They are our personal relationships. They are. And, and, and even as an entrepreneur, um, my networking groups, the yeah. people who I have met, the people who I talk to every day they are my family and, and I treat them as such. And, uh, I try to go out of my way, um, you know, and do as much as I can to be of service and, um, and to acknowledge them whenever I can, whenever I see someone doing something good. I don't know if you, I don't know if my dog is working. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. That's what happens. My roommate must be home. <laughs> I love it. Well, Lisa, I super appreciate you for bringing up this book to our attention. I think it's valuable and I appreciate your insights about it and doing this podcast with me. And this has just been, I think this is a great episode and a great time to, you know, wrap it up. So Absolutely. did you want to talk about the book that we're going to be talking about next week, next month rather? Yes. Yeah, so um, next month is my business partner, Kevin Martin. And Kevin Martin is one of the top hypnotists in the country. He's award winning and he's also a top, um, he's uh, got his master practitioner in neuro-linguistic programming, uh, NLP also known as, and uh, we work together a lot on the subconscious mind. And so it's, whoops, it's this book, Living Your Dream Life, um, simply by changing your perceptions. And he goes into the idea of, you know, what are your belief systems and goal setting and really going into deep around your belief systems. It's it's a really great book and it's a great book to use, especially if you're a coach. It kind of lines outlines a lot of things um, about people's mindset. So I'm really excited to interview him. He has an amazing story of how he became a hypnotherapist and an NLP practitioner. It saved his son's life. 
Wow, that's pretty profound. It's really profound. Yeah, I'm excited. So we'll both be here next month and we'll be interviewing Kevin Martin. And again, the name of that book is Living Your Dream Life, Simplify by Changing Your Perceptions by Kevin Martin. And so we'd love to see you live. We'd love to hear your comments. If you want to read the book, follow along. We'd love to have that conversation with you. And we will be back here on Tuesday, March 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern again. So thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you for your brilliance and sharing it with me and our audience. And our audience, we are so grateful for you. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to either one of us on Facebook, probably the best way. You can go fi- figure us, find us on the easeofbusiness.com, I believe is the website. I'm always like... <laughs> Is that the website? Yes, easeofbusiness.com. I always have to check. Um, (laughs) But with that, do you have anything else you want to add, Lisa? No. Again, I am always grateful to be talking to you and spreading the word about great books that will help people in life. I love it. Yes. 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 We love helping you move forward faster in life and business through amazing books that have helped us. So thank you so much. And we will see you next month. This has been the Ease of Business podcast for enlightened entrepreneurs, hosted by Lisa Schumerhorn and Celeste Hartwell. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us at theeaseofbusiness.com on our Facebook page and on YouTube at the Ease of Business podcast. We stream live on YouTube and Facebook every third Tuesday of the month. And we'd love it if you'd like to read the book that we're doing next and join in the conversation live at 7 p.m. Eastern.